And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson. At Doc Manson. Did you play a lot of solitaire when you were a kid? I played a little bit of solitaire as a kid, Durango Canyon Matthews at the DC Matthews. Uh, I was more of a minesweeper kid. I was, I could have put money down on that. I I figured minesweeper was your jam. Uh, You were probably more of a hearts person. Yes, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I figured. I figured. I had no idea how to play. And then, and then I had the, what's the, there were some computer like card games that I had, and I remember trying and failing to learn how to play cribbage. That also sounds like you. Yeah. Ah, uh, DC Matthews. Uh, we're starting a little later than usual tonight. Uh, what was going on? You had some stuff. Or uh, it, it was it was purely selfish. Um, nothing scandalous. No, I hope. No, no, no. My wife okay. was okay. away seeing family. So she was out of state okay. and she wasn't getting home until 530. And I wanted to be here, <clears throat> able to greet her and share a meal with her. Uh, uh, oh, OK. You know, kind of chat about the days before we started recording. So I was like, I texted you. It was like a little after four. I'm like, I'm home. I could do it right now. Or don't get me wrong. I respect you for wanting to spend time with your wife in that way. But I was going to respect you a whole lot more boisterously if you had said she's out of state. And that was my opportunity to get Chinese food. (laughs) I would have been like, oh, I mean, and then you just slowly pick up the wonton soup container. It's the size of your head. It comes into view. That's really where I thought you were going with that. Had that been the case, I would have been totally ready at 530. So, oh, fair enough. Uh, fair no, enough. no, she picked up she, having driven home from you know, uh, out of state. She still stopped at a uh, a pizza place by where you do your shopping and uh, picked up a pizza and some Brussels sprouts and a salad. And so, we had ourselves a nice dinner and then chatted about the day. And then I went off because more than likely she'll be asleep by the time we finish. Uh, if not because we have, at this moment, 12, Doc, 12 emails. That is a lot of emails, but I'm not sure if it counts as a baker's dozen. Well, it certainly doesn't. We need at least one more to count as a baker's dozen. This is just a dozen. And even then, and even then, I'm not sure it counts. I mean, yes, is it a dozen emails? Yes. But two of those come from the same sender on the same day. Yeah. So I'm kind of feeling like that almost should just be one email. So you're saying we need two more emails to be. I mean, I think that would be the true Baker's dozen. But we're pretty close. I mean, this is sort of a dozen. This is the most emails we've had in a while. I will say that. A long time. Yeah, I am not crapping over the number of emails, even though I suspect that the majority of these emails say, hi, I'm emailing you because I heard there was a push to get you a dozen emails this week. Um, but hopefully there are some thoughts and questions and I think so. You know, things. I, 
for us I to think talk so. about? Just, just glancing at the, you know, the Gmail, it doesn't seem like any of these are just, you know, mailing it in. Ha <laughs> ha. Emailing it in. But are they emailing it in? Before we get to that, because we could just do a mailbag show, but there is something I want to talk to you about. How do you feel about video games that are meant to be hard? Um, are you talking about pornographic video no, games? I didn't know those things existed. Tell me more. Tell me everything. Are you kidding? Pornographic video games have existed since the dawn of video games. Some of the earliest video games pa- are games like Stroker. Is that what which Pong you used to be able to find in like No, not Pong. But look up Stroker. It's like an early um it's an early dive bar game and like that's probably like as far back as my knowledge goes. I'm sure there was probably stuff before that. Um but Why yeah. would you make me look this up? I don't I mean I was surprised that you did look it up. Why? But like it was it was like a Commodore 64 game. Why is <laughs> why is the hand and the other area different colors? <laughs> Cuz it was the Commodore 64. What do you want from me? Oh my god. I've been changed this day, ladies and gentlemen. I have been changed this day. Um there's the high, kind of high quality video game content that you can get by listening to the giant bombcast. Jeff Gersman is an elder statesman of the video game uh, medium, and uh, he knows a thing or two about the early days. I really thought games. you were going to give us the plug. This is the type of great content you get listening to the DDT Wrestling Podcast. Oh, no. There is, there is no great content to be found here, DC Matthews. Uh, come on now. At the come on DC now. Matthews. Uh, I, I meant that is going to haunt my dreams. I You're also welcome. hate that you sometimes move and all I see is solitaire. <laughs> uh, I meant games that are intentionally difficult. Like the just out this week. Uh, Elden that is Ring, that I is believe. the one I am referring to because I have looked at this game uh, and maybe it's because Elden Ring Elder Scrolls in my head there's a connection it seems to be a very expansive game I like games like that uh, there seems to be it seems to be kind of your action adventure game I like games like that but I don't think I would like this game because it seems to go out of its way to be very difficult to beat. I have always been fascinated with the idea um, of the Souls genre of games. And that's really what we're talking about here. From Software as the developer, a whole series of games. Some people call it the Soulsborne genre, but that's bullshit. Um, Bloodborne was a single game. Uh, the Souls games, I think, is really what you should be calling it. Demons, Souls, of course, starting it off. Then Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, yeah. Dark Souls 3. Um, you know, there's been, a, there's been numerous ones at this point. But yeah, I don't know. I've always been fascinated with the idea. Um, but I'm fascinated with the idea as an idea, not in practice, not in terms of playing it. Um, there's something about playing those games that scares me, like... I just think I would be so angry the entire time, which would probably make for some great content. Um, But yeah, I haven't been able to really bring myself 
to give any of them a serious try. It doesn't seem like it's my jam. Yeah. How about yourself? Uh, I, being someone who always enjoys games that have cheat codes, I think this is the antithesis of what I am looking for. Uh, I, but also as somebody who's willing to spend hundreds of hours playing the same game, like maybe you'd get good. I'm sure that I would get okay, but I don't, you know, and, and, and this doesn't seem to be a rage game in like Bennett Foddy or Quop or any of those type games. It doesn't seem to be a game specifically to make you mad. It seems to be a game that is just, you know, very difficult to play. And some people seem to enjoy that. I don't think I'm one of them. I think I would play it for a while. And then after like the fourth or fifth time losing at the exact same spot, I'd be like, and I'm done. The thing that really intrigues me about these games, uh, all the games from From Software, um, there's plenty of difficult games out there. But the thing that particularly intrigues me about their games, the Souls games in particular, um, is that it's not just the game, like the mechanics, the gameplay itself that is difficult. The thing that actually I think attracts me to them more is as though I were a moth coming across the, this this irresistible flame in the, in the night sky uh, it is, is just how like obscure or the lengths that they go to obscure the story and the lore and like what items do. And it just seems like there's a lot of, you know, in world building of that stuff. And like, unless you find it or use it or die to it, as it were, um, you might not ever know or figure it out. Like, it's not just like, hand holding you it's not just regurgitating exposition force feeding it down your throat like a mama bird you know what mm-hmm. i mean um that is the thing i think that intrigues me more than anything else about those games uh far beyond the actual you know gameplay mechanics and difficulty uh, i think that's really the fascination for me and i haven't seen enough of elden ring to know if it's really if it really shares in that with, with the, certainly the earlier dark souls games um, but Elden Elder Ring definitely, you know, having J.R.R. Martin associated with it intrigues me. Not that I care about J. G. R. R. Martin, rather. Um, I've I have never seen Game of Thrones. I have no intention of seeing Game of Thrones. But knowing that he is able to put together a intriguing fantasy world, that does intrigue me. Although from everything that I've just sort of seen around the edges of the development of this game uh, for the last five years, it seems to me that his, his involvement was pretty minimal. I don't think he really had much at all to do with any of it beyond. Wouldn't it be great if, and he gave him like a sentence. I I think that was about Hmm. it to be honest, but yeah. So you're not picking this game up. You haven't pre pre ordered it. You're not ready for, to be able to enjoy it tomorrow when it finally oh, I, comes I, out. I do not pre-order. I do not pre-load. There's no reason in the day in this day and age of digital games and downloading games. There's no reason to pre-order a game. How many times do people have to get burned to learn that lesson? 
I mean, this year alone, Cyberpunk 2077, I guess that was last year, but you know, the latest Battlefield game, um, even like, uh, you know, the lack of content updates and Halo Infinite, like, I, I just, I don't, I don't feel comfortable, even with an established developer at this point, pre-ordering a game. There's just too much of a chance that it's going to be utter garbage, unworkable, full of bugs, completely missing the mark on what they promised. I don't think companies should be rewarded for that. And the only way you can get away with not rewarding them with your hard-earned dollars is to wait to see what the game is like until after it's out. I think that's the only thing a responsible consumer can do. And now I sound like I'm sitting up on my high horse, but hey, what do you, that's, those are the hot takes you come to DDT Wrestling for Doc Manson and judging you. That's that's why you're all here. Right, DC? I think so. That's why you come back every week. I'm here for the judgment. Uh, have you seen the Ryan George where he's t- they do the puzzle analogy? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. They're talking about, you know, if... I don't remember the title of the game, but it's essentially... Uh, an analogy of a game developer, but he's selling you a puzzle. Would you like to buy this puzzle? It's really nice. And then the person, oh, I have seen this that. is a yeah, triangle. The, the shape puzzle. is a triangle. It's not even the right shape. Yeah, we'll patch that with some tape. So I do. I do think yeah. of that when I think of games. You know, people are excited for WWE 2K22, and it does look better than the last pile of garbage. But um. I, I'm not going to be chomping at the bit to pick it up right away. And I think we talked about this years and years ago with games. You kind of want to wait for them to get all the bugs out and then play it. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are certain games where the bugs are part of the charm. For a long time, a lot of open world games, like a lot of the Grand Theft Autos. This is going back like Grand Theft Auto 3 or Vice City. Like, there was a certain level of jankiness that you just expected playing those games. You know, the physics would wig out and react uh, completely unpredictably in the world based off your actions. And that kind of stuff was endearing, but completely game-breaking stuff, which just seems to be all too common these days. I could could leave it. Yeah. I could leave it. I'm sure I've asked you this relatively recently is there a game that you are particularly looking forward to that is something that is coming out uh even if it's coming out you know down way down the road nothing currently on my radar yeah at this point i i I think i'm mostly out of video games like back for blood came out and i didn't play it like and i like i could i got it for free technically from game pass because i do still have a a, a Game Pass subscription that's paid off through, ah, geez, I want to say like the middle part of this year, maybe. Um, so like I could play it at any time, but like I just, I've got a lot of stuff vying for my attention and time these days. And um, video games don't seem to be the way that I want to relax. I, I tend to, when I do have downtime, I, I sit down, I watch a movie or uh, or a television show or, or something like that instead mm-hmm. these days not to say you know it won't the pendulum might swing back the other way at some point but as of right now i seem pretty content not playing a lot of games did you watch the AEW this weekend or this past week are you, are you no i did not i did not um i will say i i was watching off and on some of the television shows 
none of them really held my interest enough to finish like a whole episode. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm done with wrestling. That's what you say, but you found that way for you to be able to watch without the commercials and right. Except I watched it and I was like, yes, I'd rather just not watch it. I started watching elevation, which I know is not what you should be watching. If you're watching a, uh, AEW product, that's not the one to watch. And I watched a six woman tag that was decent. And then I watched a 10 man tag that was decent and then they were like, all right, coming up, a 10-man tag. And I was like, yeah, no. And this is gonna this is gonna come as a surprise to some people, especially like Rachel, if she's listening. I'm sure that she is. Um, but like like I think like the three episodes that I watched part of them, I stopped watching every single one of them, I think, during these extended promo segments with a, a wrestler whose whose praises I have sung. On these airways before, uh, MJF, his current program with CM Punk, I find to be incredibly boring. And for a guy who I said, you know, coming out of one of the last pay-per-views, that he was the next big thing, or I don't know if I said that, but I said, you know, I said he gets it. He gets his role as a heel, his facial expressions, his posture coming to the ring. He just has the crowd eating out of the palm of his hand, and he absolutely does but then I watched the television show and I watched him try to put together like a 10 minute long promo. And I was like, I don't want to watch this. It was the same old, same old heel stuff. He's still a talented performer, but he wasn't doing anything in those promos that engaged me or held my interest. It was the same old shit. And I was like, yeah, I don't need to see this. Do you think, and this is a conversation that I have had with uh, members of that piece of business business. uh, Do you think that promos as a whole would be better if you had someone like a mean Gene Okerlund who was conducting an interview rather than putting the wrestler in a ring with a microphone and just leaving him to his own devices? Probably. Yes. But I think the actual right answer is Lucha Underground. I think you do pre-taped segments that are actually interesting and quick. And since they're pre-taped and, you know, you're able to keep the parts that work and move it along and just get to the important stuff and move on. Like, make it a tightly packaged entertainment product. That's what I I, Watching, you know, I'm watching... Uh, 80s wrestling and I'm watching wrestling from 2002 and I was watching an episode of Raw and Triple H comes to the ring to open the show and 18 minutes later he leaves the ring now granted like, now granted somebody else came out and you have all of that type thing but 18 minutes is way too long especially in today's attention span for anything like MJF was like one of the towns he was in, I don't know where it was. I think I forget what he was saying. I don't know if he was saying the name of the town or if he was just saying the Midwest. But like he was doing like he was like pretending to stutter, yeah. like Midwest or whatever. And like CM Punk came out and like he had stolen MJF's scarf from the week before. And he was talking about like going on Amazon and 
seeing that you could buy a 12 pack for $10. And I was just like, this is not anybody's best work. <laughs> like this is not an entertaining or engaging yeah. exchange. Like even, even if, even if I take a step back and again, I didn't see it all. Both of those guys are very talented. Maybe the overall feud between them, exciting, engaging, Two, you know, one guy returning, one guy who's seemed like he's on the cusp of maybe being great. Like maybe the whole thing as a program overall worked fantastically. I don't know. All the I know is the parts I saw did not engage. No. You can accomplish what you need to accomplish in six minutes or less. And you cut out a lot of the fluff and you cut out a lot of the you know, it's not a scripted promo, I'm guessing. I bet they trust MJF to sort of ad lib, but it's hard to monologue for 15 minutes. So I I yeah. would think they would just, you know, cut it down, like make it make it shorter, make it something that can appear on YouTube in its entirety to get people interested. What'd you get? I saw a delivery. Uh this would be a soft uh Pretzel again, like a, a toasted pretzel. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's not that soft. It's toasted. It's toasted up. It's nice and hot. Too hot to eat. How was the shamrock shake? Delicious. Everything I could have hoped for. Excellent. Somebody had. I'm looking forward to getting another. Yeah. Somebody had said something to the effect of, uh, you know, it's just of the same vanilla. It's just green. So you think it's mint. And I'm like, I don't think you can imagine mint i think mint is a flavor you either have it or you don't it's definitely we mint. did discover this weekend that uh through the door dash we can get dairy queen delivered to the house i got a chocolate brownie blizzard dropped off outside my door which was delightful expensive but delightful well i'm glad you enjoyed that i didn't that's a wonderful i discovery. didn't realize it's you know supposedly only five or 10 minutes from uh, the Trader Joe's that we would normally be going to. So might have to just start adding that on the rare times that we do our shopping and go out into the world. DQ might be a place we need to go because it's a delicious blizzard. Fair enough. Did you have a DQ near you when you were growing up? I know you had. Not really. Yeah. You, you had the, the place you used to work, which had, I'm assuming, had ice cream. Do you have a soft serve machine? Yeah, we used to go to a, a dedicated ice cream place in the next town over, though. Mm-hmm. And it was it was soft serve, but it was it was like a mom and pop style place. That's where we used to go. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, do we dive in? We still have 12 emails. I'm OK. I'm happy with a dozen. Should we dive in and just make this an email heavy show? Is there anything else you want to talk about for the good of the order? Mr. I'm done with video games and I'm done with wrestling. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? You got anything? Uh, anything in that wrestling program that you ain't been enjoying? The how was um how was uh, Saudi Arabia blood money the revenge? Uh, I the chamber match. I watched part of the women's chamber. And then all of the men's chamber. 
it was okay. It wasn't the greatest show. People were saying, I didn't enjoy this as much as uh, I've enjoyed many of the other um, the other shows. You know, they had some matches that were uh, decent. You know, they had an injury angle with Bobby Lashley that they did a nice job making me think it was legit. Uh, I don't believe now that, you know, it's been a couple of days. It doesn't appear to have been legit. Lashley was was injured and needed surgery, so they did an angle to write him off. Um, actually, no, the men's chamber match was good. Austin Theory got F5'd off one of the pods, which was frightening. Um, but yeah, it was fine. Oh my goodness, we got to 14. We now, ha- I think we can now say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hit it. Finish chewing your pretzel. That's only 13. That's still a baker's done. If you count the two from Jeffrey, who doesn't have Twitter. But I'm just. What? What'd I do? Eh, is it really a baker's dozen? I don't know. People want to hear you say it. They, you have a way of saying those words that, you know, delights them in the subcockles of their heart. And they would like you to say those words. Would they? Do it. Dance, monkey. Dance. <laughs> ah, Baker's there it is. I, as soon as I came, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I said, dance, monkey, dance. I'm like, nope, he's going to spite me. He's never going to say it. So I'm proud of you for saying it. Um, yeah, there's not a lot going on. WrestleMania is coming up. Um, I'm sure it'll be good. And yeah. And again, like, I'm sure I will watch more wrestling. I'm sure. WrestleMania, GQ is coming over. Like, I'm not adverse to it necessarily. You're going to watch. I think it's a good excuse to get people to get. You're going to watch AEW Revolution? If people are coming, maybe. You can see uh, CM Punk versus MJF in a dog collar match. Podcast <laughs> All right, let's get through these because ah, oh, we love the besties so so much. Uh, Jeffrey, a baker's dozen when I Jeffrey, who doesn't have Twitter, did send us two emails regarding a single episode. Uh, this is the first email titled "Episode 308." Would you like me to read it? It seems lengthy, and you have a pretzel in your mouth. Good morning, guys. Just got done listening to the latest episode. I have a few things, and we always love that. You mentioned Lent in the last last episode. Do you guys give up anything for Lent? And do you cheat on Sundays? Have you ever heard of cheating on Sundays during Lent? As a growing up, yes, I absolutely gave up stuff for Lent, and it was always, you know, things like sweets and snacks and, you know, that kind of thing. And yes, absolutely, 100%. Uh, I've heard of cheating on Sundays during Lent, and that was a 100% uh, acknowledged and approved behavior in the Manson family household. So that was totally a thing. I would also, you know, growing up, certainly uh, no meat uh, on Fridays during Lent. And that was something I continued trying to observe for as long as I was mindful of it for through most of my college career, I would say, but now I do nothing uh, for any of that. Yeah. I, you know, I went to church. My dad made sure I got, you know, first communion and confirmed and all of that. 
But Lent was never a thing we did in our house. That was that was not something we engaged in. Um, and since you know, I got confirmed, and my dad said, "All right, that was my job. The rest is up to you." And I think I've been in a church maybe six or seven times since then, counting weddings. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, Lent never happened. About dipping your fries in the frosty. Haven't, but we'll definitely try. Ever dip your fries in the sweet and sour sauce at McDonald's? Yum. Jeffrey is a smart man. Seems like a smart man. That's a delicious. I mean, the fact that he doesn't have Twitter was the first thing. <laughs> My Elimination Chamber. Last week, if you remember, uh, we were challenged to come up with uh, an Elimination Chamber of the Worst gimmicks. T.L. Hopper, Eugene, Zach Gowan. He has one leg. It's amazing that T.L. Hopper isn't the one with one leg. <laughs> Touche. Uh, Abe Knuckleball Schwartz, Mantar, and Simon Dean. Simon Dean's a good pull. That is a good pull. I forgot about Simon Dean until he mentioned it. I was like, oh, yeah, the Simonizer, the Segway. Uh, and you mentioned Licori's Pizza and wondering if you passed by it when you went to a paintball store, you probably did as there was one down the road from it. Yes, indeed. Keep up the great work. Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who doesn't have Twitter, sent from my iPhone. His second email. Hello again. You were discussing what you were proud of. I'm proud of my blind rescue puppy. She finally climbed down the stairs by herself. She sent a picture. Cute puppy. That's some ears. Oh, my goodness. Mrs. Manson, you need to see this. Uh, that's what I'm proud of. Also, how about elimination chamber of snacks from when we were kids? <laughs> Mine. Well, let's do ours first before we get to his. Uh, I'm assuming we're going with the like the best snacks from when we were kids. Okay. Best best snacks from kids. All right. Uh, chocolate um, frosted pop tarts. Oh, those are disgusting. Oh, I love those. I was always a fan of the uh, strawberry frosted. Those were also good. It, it, yeah. The interesting thing about the chocolate frosted pop tarts is I love them and they hold a very special place in me, and they don't taste like chocolate at all. I don't know what no, I don't no, know no. what the taste is. But you love. Them. I used to eat them by the box. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm going to go with Gushers. That was exactly what I was going to say. Uh, I would also go with Push Pops. Remember Push Pops? Ooh, yes, I do. Now, wait, are Push Pops the, the lollipop things or are they the Sherbert things? I'm referring to the lollipop things, though the Push Pops that you're referring to that were like the ice cream, also very good. Yeah, I might go with the, the ice cream sherbet yeah. push pops. Yeah, as I'm well. going with yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You put it on your finger and you could like push it out. Those were good yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will also go with uh, Tootsie Roll Pops because we used to sell them in middle school to raise money for something. And I would eat all of mine and then need to pay, use, use my allowance to pay for them because I'd be eating like 12 a day. All right, my uh, my final pick, I guess, would be, I think they're called Nutty Buddies. Mm -hmm. They were they were those chocolate covered wafers yep. with peanut butter inside. Those seemed like they were always popular in the lunchroom. Uh, Jeffrey's answer: Yodels, yep. Twix, Great. good choice. Good choice. Cherry yeah. Nerds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Elio's like Pizza. 
which I wouldn't consider. I wouldn't consider that a snack, but okay. Uh, bonkers candy and fruit roll-ups, which to me I found uh, overrated. Fruit roll-ups. Yeah. I had them a lot as a kid, but yeah, looking back on it, I I, I would say overrated. I would rather have any sort of gummy snack. Yep. I think that comes in a little pouch than a fruit roll up looking back on it. But, you know, for a while there, remember when the fruit roll ups had like the patterns cut into them and you're like supposed to peel them yeah. out and like you're, I got my action man and I've got the plane. Like you're supposed to play with it or something. Yeah. Like, did anybody actually rip those out and play with them? Uh, the, the rare time, that was not something my parents bought me. The rare time I would either like trade for one. I would just take it out of the wrapper and shove the entire thing in my mouth at once. Sometimes I would like, um, sometimes I would like wrap them around my finger real tightly and then like eat it that way, Mm -hmm. which is disgusting, of course, to have your finger in your mouth for that amount of time. The other thing I would do sometimes is just squish them up into a really tightly packed ball and just shove that into the cheek of your mouth. (laughs) Like a squirrel preparing for winter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was always a good time, yeah. too. I also remember doing the fruit by the foot and unraveling it completely and then just. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. Then, you know, you have to you have to eat a little bit of it, especially when you're you know in third grade and it's, you know, your entire height. But, um, you know, when you get it like halfway and you're pretending it's a really long tongue. Yeah. Like you're, you know. Yeah. Some sort of really cool Gene Simmons. But <laughs> you don't know who that is. You're, Dra- you're Drago. Drago's tongue yeah, from sure. Lucha Underground was always hugely long. Uh, yeah. Our next email comes from Rachel. I have been chastised. By the time you read this, I will be attending my first live AEW event and my first wrestling event, professional or indie, in several years. I am hoping for a good show since they're in Vince's backyard. I need to see Punk, Brian, and Adam Cole to go home happy. I will be emailing next week to share all the happenings. I have just returned home from a lovely afternoon at the manor. Thanks, Doc, as always, for my visit. Mrs. M for my favorite snack. And Oscar for the snugs. Heart emoji. DC, do you feel that Wordle has gotten progressively harder? I used to be so proud of myself. And lately, I've been less than pleased. Talk soon, Rochelle. My favorite part of this email... Thank you, Oscar, for the snuggles. Thank you, Mrs. M, for feeding me. And thank you, Doc, for allowing me to come over. <laughs> that's a sen- I agree. That's, that's essentially how that, I'm reading it. That sums this. it up. Thanks yeah, for, per- thanks for permission up. to be at your house. Um, you know, Wordle was bought by the New York Times. It has now switched over to the New York Times website. There were a couple of days where things were harder. Um, you know, the word tacit appeared, today's word, which I suppose I can... Uh, oh, oh no, that's a different one. Like the New York Times does that with the crossword puzzles, right? They cycle the difficulty based off of, I don't know, like a monthly pattern or something, don't they? Uh, crossword puzzles, generally speaking, are easy. Monday is the easiest one, and it gets progressively more difficult, and the weekend puzzles are usually harder because you have more time to sit and noodle over them. So maybe is, is that a similar philosophy that they might be applying to the word Joel. I would, wouldn't be surprised. Um, but yeah, I haven't found it, you know, again, like today's word, which I can spoil. Cause you're not going to hear this till Friday. Today's word was trove, 
which is not a commonly used word unless you're talking about a treasure trove. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think it was naturally going to be a little more difficult, but then again, I think they wrote this program and there were, you know, the words were in there to go for years. So I don't know if they tweaked the code at all, or if they just, this is how it just happens to be going. So thank you for the email. We appreciate it. Weekly email from our good friend, Nate, who has been emailing, uh, quite a bit the last few weeks and we always love to hear from him nate with his weekly email hello friends one thing i love about the pod is the tangents you guys sometimes go on a podcast that doesn't solely focus on one thing is unbelievably refreshing and yeah i know it's not new just amazing to me and fascinating after listening to other wrestling centered podcasts i listened to four episodes of sound scary in the last week wow really like it and hope you make more Flipping the questions this week, plus one for you both. What are your three favorite movies, Mr. Canyon? Uh, Lonesome Dove doesn't count. It's not a movie. No, I wasn't going to go with that. The three okay. that I tend to go with. Let me guess. Shawshank Redemption. Correct. That's the only one I could probably oh. guess. But maybe Pulp Fiction. I don't no. know. No, you're not. You're not a Pulp Fiction guy. Maybe GQ. John Travolta is in, however. Broken Arrow. No. <laughs> but I do enjoy that movie. Uh, John Travolta, I'll tell you this. John Travolta is in the other two movies that are in my really? top three. You like Saturday Night Fever no, that much? No, I actually do like Saturday Night Fever. It's, not a, bad, a it's not a bad movie, but it's not my favorite. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Phenomenon and... Hmm. Come on. Jeez, Travolta? Face off. Yes. Yeah, I got that before you were doing the hand signal. Uh, that was coming out. Not phenomenal, that. but also a good movie with Robert Duvall, who was in Lonesome Dove. Uh, the three I usually say. K-Pox? Yes. Similar movie, but Kevin Spacey. Yeah. That's uh, Shawshank well, Redemption. Really a similar face movie, off. I, yeah. And then Get Shorty with Gene Hackman, Renee really? Russo, James Gandolfini. I love that movie. Um, All right. I'd have to think about. With some modern ones, you know, there's not a Marvel movie in there. I might have to consider whether or not uh, a Marvel movie would make it. But I'll go with those three. I used to have, uh, Doc will know this, in college, I used to have like 200 some odd DVDs or VHS tapes. I had, of course, a typewritten list of them all. You know, I would send it to my friends and be like, hey, you want to come watch a movie? Here's a list. Let me know what you want to watch. But I would go with those three as my favorites, but I would need to, I would need to puzzle over that to see if that is still the case. Oh, I, you know, Kung Fu hustle might crack into, you know, the top there. It's a pretty good movie. Mrs. Yeah, Manson has returned. One. I'm showing her Jeffrey's, uh, ah. uh photo with, of, of that beautiful blind rescue whose name that he did not share, but we love her anyways, Jeffrey. We love the years. <laughs> uh, what do you enjoy most about your job, Dr. Manson? What do I enjoy most about my job? Uh, probably wielding inordinate amounts of power over all of my underlings. That's probably it. Fair enough. No, I, I don't know. Um, probably coming up with and writing new exercises. I enjoy writing. That's probably it. It seems like there's a bit of, you know, 
I won't say creative writing, but there's some, you have, you know, you are, you are creating these activities and things on your own. So I would, yeah, I could yeah. see that. It's being. a place where I probably have the most freedom to do whatever I want. So that's, that's probably sure. it. Uh, is there any piece of advice you've received that you'll never forget? It's your deal. That's a good one. It's a real good one. That's a, yeah, I, a wise man once told me. That's true. Speaking of which. <laughs> yeah, man, does it still work? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I'm holding up for our wedding. We got from the Manson family uh, this lovely clock that has. I feel like you secretly hate this clock and you only leave it out so you can just sort of like twist the knife in my side no, we, periodically. I think I was very confused by the gift at first because uh-huh. I, you know, it was. Oh, heaven forbid I go thoughtful with it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you went thoughtful with my graduation gift and my autographed Bret Hart picture. That, well, that was GQ's idea but in yeah. fairness. But no, our university logo, it has our name and our wedding date engraved in it. It is really quite nice. Um, so, you know, but yes, the, the idea that your relationship is, is your deal and nobody else has to understand it because it's just between you. Like there's, and I got that from a, from a coworker. I was going to go with, um, if you work as a, as if you're a male in an element, in an elementary school, don't wear a tie because you're just going to get paint and glue on. Oh, that's a good one. So that was the one I was well, going to go with. Another another piece of advice for the professional world, perhaps, um, that I have always enjoyed. Politically savvy communicators will never tell you they are that with those words. Ooh, very nice. So there you go. Just something to watch. There's out. some advice. Uh, we we called out to him last week, and we're hearing from him this week. Tim Johnson back again. I've been called worse. Happy Wednesday. I promise I've been listening, but I haven't been up to speed enough to get each episode in prior to the next episode being recorded. Fortunately, we got a foot and a half of snow. So did I listen while I was snow blowing? Pika. <laughs> Say Pika for yes. Nice callback. Over the last month, we decided where the next family trip would be in March. We ended up choosing Disneyland. We have been to World quite a few times, so more of my podcast time is spent learning about the West Coast destination. Doc, the proper word you've been searching for relating to your online activities is privateering. It sounds more sophisticated and less like you want to be hung up in the Caribbean. Okay, fair enough. Uh, DC, I don't recall if I have mentioned it before, but my wife is a teacher as well. So I often relate to the interactions you talk about with your little months, I mean students. Now, on to a conversation point. Are there any touristy things that either of you would recommend in Connecticut or Massachusetts? What would you say are a few things you would say are cannot miss? Thank you and all the besties who send an email to help drive the conversation for adding some mellow entertainment to my life. Tim. Thank you for the email there, Tim. Um, You know, Massachusetts has clearly more touristy things, you know, between 
Cape Cod. There's a million things to do in Boston alone. That's it. But yeah, Cape Cod also, certainly. Yeah. Oh, uh, Salem, Boston, yeah. Cape Cod, the Berkshires. Like, you know, if you, as long as you avoid, uh, avoid central Massachusetts, with the exception of Yankee Candle, I'm not sure there's a ton yeah. there. If uh, you love cities, like if you love doing those sorts of activities, great restaurants, yeah. you know, all sorts of options for entertainment easy public transportation that's boston if you're the type of person that wants you know by the sea low-key spending some time on a beach that's your cape cod destination yeah you know what i mean like if if you want uh if you're like into museums and art like mass mocha and like classical art like there's all sorts of stuff up in the berkshires plus of course the beauty of the mountains themselves um, so, like, yeah, there's a lot, I would say, to do and see. A lot of variety in Massachusetts. This podcast sponsored by the Massachusetts Tourism Bureau. Uh, yeah, Connecticut, though, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's a bunch of insurance buildings in our <laughs> capital. Yep. And then you can go to Stamford and see where all the finance bros have their million-dollar um, townhouses. But outside of that... Uh, I don't know, man. Mystic is nice if you enjoy. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mystic's nice. If You're you enjoy right. there, you know, head down to the you know Stonington Niantic area. The coast is pretty good. The problem with Mystic is, I feel like it's like a one day affair. Oh, it like, is. I don't feel like there's a lot there. I you know? would say you spend a day. You know, if you're traveling, Tim, hit Boston. Spend a couple days in Boston. Drive through uh, Newport, Rhode Island. On your, you know, on your way in, maybe hit Mystic. You could probably do both in a day, truthfully, um, you know, and then head start heading towards New York City, and then you could spend a couple days there, do the Broadway thing. Um, but yeah, yeah, Connecticut doesn't have much. We have a couple casinos, which are nice, you know. Oh, you know, hey, the casinos are nice. I don't know if it's really a family destination. But if there's a show that you want to sure. go see or something like that, I think that's good. Not that he said it had to be a family destination, but um, yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I thought he said he had kids, but maybe he didn't say that. And maybe I just a family trip going Disneyland. to Disneyland. One, but one I mean, I could guess I would call it a family trip if I was going with Mrs. Manson and we don't have kids. Yeah. So I guess I can't really infer that. But yeah, Disneyland is cool, man. I've been to both land and world land only once, but there's definitely some differences. So, um, yeah, check it out. I hope you enjoy. I, I enjoy them both. I think I prefer world overall, um, but land is kind of cool in how compact everything is compared to world, I think. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Hope you have fun. Our next email comes from the bestest of all besties. Glenn's here, a cooing and a wooing. Hi, guys. Jeremy, Brent, and I were going to random tweet about a guy sending his date a wheel of cheese, talking about wooing women with cheese, which led me to the question, what did you do to convince your significant others that you were the guy for them? Because frankly, from what we know about both of them, it seems impossible that they could have chosen you guys. My trick was plenty of booze and remember everything she said, even when she couldn't. Thanks, as always, Glenn. You added a sentence in there. Oh, I added a whole bunch, and I was just waiting to see if you would even notice. Uh, 
how did you convince Mrs. Manson? We should have her come back up and she could answer. But how did you convince Mrs. Manson that you uh, were were the one? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still, frankly, I'm still amazed. So I I, I guess I I don't know. I I feel that way, especially since, you know, in our case, we stopped and started, my wife and I, uh, a couple of different times over a couple of different years. We would be like, yeah, we should date. And then, okay, maybe not. And she, she. I don't think she has said it, but she clearly had to wait for me to kind of grow the fuck up. Yes. Yes. Um, I think, you know, I'm still working on that myself in case you couldn't tell. It's a constant process. Um, I'd like to think I wooed her by back even before in between trying to date in college and then getting together after college. Um, when we lived in the apartment with Snooch to the boot, what you know, the two people we didn't <laughs> ever really enjoy. Um, I don't remember their names anymore. No, God no. I'm sure one I of them no began idea. with a J. And Dave, maybe was I, the other I one. I have no idea. Was Scooby Doo Dave? That feels right. It might have been Dave. I honestly don't remember. Um, but I made, you know, I'd cook and I'd make, you know, breaded chicken and I made chocolate mousse and we went outside to like a picnic table and we're eating chocolate mousse and drinking, you know, Bacardi O hard seltzer and I'm teaching her how to play chess. And, you know, apparently that was quite effective, like baking, but, you know, I, I'd like to think I was considerate and, you know, she was doing a rough grad school and I would bring her, you know, dinner because she hadn't left her, her, you know, little office space in nine or 10 hours. So I'd bring her food and all of that type of stuff. So, you know, I think in the case of us who, who are, you know, slightly, just, just, just slightly to the left or right of being a full Adonis, uh, I think you have to be, you know, funny and and kind and charming in our own way and that in our own way that tends to you are charming in your own way <laughs> i'm not so sure about kind in my own way but you yeah are. okay i would i would say that you are kind in your own way up until we got all of these emails i was really planning on going into this show doing our little ask those we we're going to totally copy distractible and do 36 questions to oh, fall yeah. in love you with sent each me other that text and i never responded I, Sorry. I never expected you to i figured I, uh, I don't know if i listened to that episode was that the one from valentine's day because yeah. i haven't listened to last week so that could be why yeah. i haven't heard they it. asked they found it supposedly 36 questions that you talk to someone and by the end supposedly you're supposed to fall in love with them because i and i was like that hmm. that sounds like yeah. something we would do I, I, I remember one of the first times that Mrs. Uh, Manson and I hung out, going back to Glenn's question for a second, and related to what you're saying. And at the time, uh, she was living with her parents. I was still living close to uh, my grad school. And so there was there was a long drive in between the two places. And I would have to drive down there to pick her up. And then, you know, usually we would, like, abscond for the weekend. I would drive down there to drop her off again. Um. And so forth. So, like, we would have these long car rides. And again, one of the first times that we hung out, I think we just spent the whole car ride just talking. And, you know, me, like, I can keep a conversation going. And usually it's just through asking questions. 
and like being interested in the responses. Yep. And I think that went a long way to very quickly solidifying our relationship because I showed that I, you know, I cared about those things and like I was interested in actually learning about her as a person and we had the time. So, you know, why not spend the time that way? Um, so, yeah, like even really early on, I feel like we I think we established pretty quickly that like we had a mutual sort of respect for one another and like, you know, we, we appreciate each other's thoughts on things. And, you know, I, I think like establishing that base probably had a, a mm -hmm. good deal to how we ended up together long term. But. It's interesting because like we have to explicitly teach children that when you're having a conversation with someone, you actually have to listen to what they say. You can't just wait for your turn to then talk about what you want to talk about. And, you know, there are certain there are certain kids who have certain thing, you know, certain unless you're on a podcast, in which case that's exactly how it works. Well, yes, that's a totally different medium. Um, but, yeah, you have to, you know, you have to be listening to what they're saying and actually hearing it and having, you know, help guide the conversation, because I think in a lot of cases, that's not how it works. So, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. We have not heard with from Jeremy in a while, and I think this has to do a bit with whatever Glenn was talking about with cheese, because the subject line is, I bet Swiss chicks are wild. As we all know, one way to fascinate a woman is to gift her a piece of cheese. What is happening? Now, I'm going to stop you right there, because... And I'm sure that there's all sorts of awful connotations as we move further into this letter. <laughs> but I got to tell you, Mrs. Manson can be bought with a piece of cheese. Okay. She appreciates a piece of cheese. So I think there's actually some truth in here, even if we're about to go on some sort of roller coaster ride. Oh, we are. Through the rest of this message. It's a Jeremy email. Buckle in, everybody. Now, I'm no Boy Scout. I'm not here to tell you that I know how to tie a dozen different knots or fold a flag or sell cookies while posted up outside the local grocery store. But like the old Boy Scouts, I think one ought to always be prepared. I keep a can of Cheese Whiz in my truck at all times because, let's be honest, you never know when someone might need fascinating. It seems that these days all we can do as we pinned to this tiny... As we are pinned. As we are pinned to this tiny rock screaming through space at 11 billion miles per hour is to stay ready for anything. But even though it seems as though we've lived through everything, there's always something. It's the something you need to be ready for. And hopefully when that something comes, you have a little something for it. Maybe the Swiss have it right. Just stay out of everything and stay ready with the cheese. Have rather you been in an unexpected situation in which you were saved or helped by what you happen to have on you. Have you thought you were royally screwed, but had the light bulb go off when you remembered you had spare cash in your shoe, your Glock in your car, your squirty cheese ready to be spread, or any other random bit of karmic serendipity? Getting crazy with the cheese whiz. Jeremy. Huh. It went better than I thought it was going to. What do you think? Um, I want to know, are we really traveling at 11 billion miles an hour? I doubt that. All right. You don't know the actual number? I do not. You're not an astrophysicist? Indeed. All right. 
have have I been in? You know, there is a memory. It's a twist on this. Um, my dad and I went to a place called Ocean Beach, which is in Connecticut, um, and it's a beach and there's some water slides and it's like so we go there, we spend the day, and we're walking back to the car, and my dad had left his lights on, so the battery is dead. So we are now in, and this is kids. Uh, this is in the age before cell phones. So, you know, we would have to find a payphone, which we could have done, um, or gone back and used their phone. Had to call my mom, who would have to come all the way out and get us. And it's probably an hour, hour and a half from uh, where we, you know, where we live. And so we're trying to figure out what to do. And this group of people walk, you know, it's like three kids, a guy and two kids walk by us. And my dad goes, you know, just says, excuse me, would you happen to have jumper cables? And the guy goes, you mean these? And he has, is carrying <laughs> them in his hand um, because he had, I don't remember the context as to why he had, but for whatever reason. And so we, you know, he j- drives over, he jumps the car. We're in the car. We're on our way home. And, you know, my dad was raised Catholic and was, you know, raised in a religious household. Um, But he did mention that sort of, you know, he's like, you know, talking to me about, you know, how things tend to work out. And, you know, can you believe that this guy just happened to have jumper cables at that moment when we needed him? You know, obviously he was there for a reason to help us out. Um, I'll have to think about if there is a time when. It's happened with me, but I'm sure. I can't think of anything, like even remotely. I'm so. sure that it has. The, you know, I don't think it worked out in my favor, but I was on my way to a job interview. So I'm in dress pants, dress shirt, going to a job interview. And like a fool, I decide to stop at McDonald's on the way <laughs> and spill ketchup all over myself. And I get it on my pants, not even the shirt on the pants. And so I'm like, I have a giant ketchup stain on my pants and I'm sitting in, I was interviewing in your hometown and I am sitting in the parking lot of your general school area. And I'm like, you know something? And I like turn around in my seat and behind me is a, a suit jacket and pair of suit pants that I had worn to a wedding and had like two or three weeks before and had stashed those clothes in the car and never bothered to take them back out. And so in the parking lot of the school building, luckily away from the door, in the car, I take my pants off toss them in the back, pull out this wrinkled pair. You no, know, you, you came you came this close to never being allowed <laughs> within 100 feet of a school yes. again. You know that, right? Yes. yes. Had a policeman or anybody walked by and seen a guy trying to put on, because I'm not a small person, and I'm still in the driver's seat of the car trying to put on dress wrinkled dress pants. Yeah. Needless to I say- I didn't get the job. Probably, maybe it had something to do with how disheveled I looked. Um, <laughs> but I did feel at least a little bit better because I was just going to not go. 
I was just going to turn around and go home because I didn't think there was any chance of me getting the job with a giant ketchup stain on like khakis. Um, but I did manage to, you know, the fact that I am a not tidy person helped, but that's, that's as good as I got. So if you got anything, doc, now's the time. Otherwise we will, we will move on and people can laugh at my, uh, yeah, I, just, I can't think of anything like at all. I'm not a lucky person, so usually I just get screwed. I'm sure at some point over the week you will think of something. Uh, I might, and if I do, I'll come back. If you do, you would wish you had a time machine, which brings us to Brent's email, the Uh-oh. DDT Wrestling Podcast Time Machine. Let's say the DDT Wrestling Podcast had a time machine. Let's call it the DDT Wrestling Podcast Time Machine. Fuck you. And you could travel back in time and go to any pro wrestling event ever. What event would you all pick and why? (laughs) Thanks, and I'll send an email again in a couple weeks when I can think of something interesting to say. Have a wonderful weekend. (sighs) That Brent guy. Um, uh, A work in progress wrestling podcast. You don't need anything interesting. Just say something. Uh, (sighs) Any wrestling event. I would go to Mick Foley, Mankind, Hell in a Cell just to oh, see that live. Good. But, I mean, you know, that's like, I don't know. Just that's like personally fascinating to me. No, I that guess, would be the but. one. That would be the one. Um, I would go, the first thing that came to mind. Although I'd really like to see Bobby Heenan riding backwards on a camel. The first thing that actually popped into my head was WrestleMania 9, so I could boo Hulk Hogan for screwing over <laughs> Bret Hart. Um, but I think it would actually be WrestleMania 10. Uh, Bret and Owen, fantastic match. Bret then wins, beats Yokozuna in the main event, wins the title. Um, and yeah, probably one of those early shows when I was a, you know, first getting into wrestling. Um, it would probably be great to go to the Rumble where AJ made his debut. Just that was probably a pretty electric moment. Yeah, so uh, I could have actually seen it instead of just looking at Roman Reigns reacting to it. Yep. That would have been great. Um, you know, the Raw where Shane returned was probably pretty good. The so, lockbox. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's... I think we found out what was in the lockbox. Vince's love for his son. And they threw that fucker into the harbor. Wow. Not saying you're wrong, but just wow. <laughs> uh, our next email comes from Simon. What, what do emails? Rhythm is a dancer, Anthony. Alanga. You won't stop him if you dare. Come from Scandinavia to be United's savior. Scoring goals from everywhere. Whoa, it's Alanga. Uh, Anthony Alanga is a Swedish football player. Uh, so Swedish, you know, we would call it soccer, but um, European football, who plays for, I believe, Simon's team, Manchester United. I'm just in my head going to believe this fellow is Roy Kent, um, the the uh, the elder statesman football player from Ted Lasso. Sure. He's What's here. The he's there. He's everywhere. He's fucking Roy Kent. What's the name of the team? Uh. A.C. Richmond, the Greyhounds. There you go. 
Uh, Mitchell sends in an email. Baker's uh, this, this is we've now reached the point where I sent an email out or I sent a tweet out basically saying we've hit nine. We could get there. We could get there. Get where? To, to a, a Baker's dozen. Oh, you're doing it again. Mitchell Monroe, Baker's dozen. In honor of trying to push to a Baker's dozen with your emails this week, what assortment are you all going for when you order a Baker's dozen of donuts? Mitchell, that is the perfect question to send for this. Like, that's beautiful. It's not necessary. You know, I don't think that took him a lot of time to think about it, but it's perfect. It's topical. I love it. I just pulled out an index card so I can plan. What are you thinking right off the bat? Um, I think you got to have some classics on there. I'm going to go with the chocolate glaze. I think you got to have a chocolate glaze in your baker's dozen of donuts. Are, are you going to, are we, are we building one together? Absolutely. Are we trying to get 13 different flavors? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, you got to have Boston cream. Yeah. Boston cream is that's, a, that's an old standby. It's gotta be on there. I'm going to go with my personal favorite donut, which nobody in the world eats other than me. I'm going to go with the butternut donut. Uh, so delicious. I don't know if they if other places make it, but Dunkin' Donuts has this butternut donut. It's like this mixture of brown sugar and sugar. <laughs> it almost looks like little flecks of nuts or something, but it's not. It's pure fucking sugar. Oh, it's so good. Mrs. Manson says it's my old man donut, but I don't know. I love it. I, I love. I started writing down that you were going to go for a different donut because I thought that was what you were going to go through, and that would be an old man donut. Uh, you got to have a classic just glazed donut. Okay. Yep. And I'll, I'll take it a step further. You got to have the glazed donut with the chocolate frosting with the sprinkles. Is that a separate one then? Oh, absolutely. That's separate. Yeah. If you want a glazed donut, you do not want a glazed donut with chocolate frosting and sprinkles. No. Those are two different things. Well, and, and so the issue is you can't, I suppose we can do whatever we want, but you don't see like apple fritters or coffee rolls in. No, those are specialty things. They're, they're different items. They're not donuts. Have you seen the glazed coffee roll that is then frosted? No. You want to talk about sugar. I ordered mm. one once because I saw it and I was like, I have to know what this is like. And by the time oh, I, I like those, those individually wrapped like honey. Uh, what are they called? It was honey it was rolls? a Dunkin' full sized coffee roll. Okay. With a, just a smear of chocolate frosting all across the I have the not top. seen the chocolate frosting on there. Okay. Just right. walking it from the from the store to my car, I got diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, I, I'm gonna go. You know, since we're going with we're going with 13 individual ones, uh, every so often, I need a blueberry donut. Blueberry donuts are good. They are. They're good. Uh, and you know, just because again, I, I feel like we've got to have all the classics. It's rare I'm in the mood for it, uh, but a jelly donut. Sure. I enjoy a good jelly donut from time to time. Now, now, there, now the question, I guess, is do you do you go with the jelly donut, which just has like the the granulated sugar on it, or do you go for the powdered jelly donut? I'm going for granulated because powdered sugar again re- need requires me to change my pants. But, <laughs> you enjoy uh, it that much? <laughs> uh, 
you know, the I wish they had granulated sugar. Have you seen the chocolate cream and the vanilla cream donuts, which is just a heap of frosting? They're Love so them. good. It seems but, like they don't make the chocolate ones anymore. No, All which I is, ever see because that chocolate ones. frosting is insanely good. Ugh. That is worth yeah. getting some powdered sugar on your pants. You should put um, both of those on this list. How many do we have on this list? Well, let's see. Chocolate glazed, Boston cream, butternut glazed, chocolate frosted, blueberry jelly. We're only at seven. Okay. So, so let's put a chocolate cream and a vanilla cream. Oh, yeah. Two, four, six, eight. That's nine. We still have four more. There's one that I am shocked you haven't mentioned yet. Um, I'm going to go just for the variety. When you open it, you want a lot of different colors. So we'll put a strawberry frosted on there. Oh, I was going to name that next. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. At first, I didn't want to name it right away because I felt like you were going to tell me that's too close to the chocolate frosting. Nope, not no, 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 no. Very sir. different flavors. Oh, very different. With the sprinkles, please. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, how geez. many? How many sprinkles are the right amount of sprinkles on a donut? Depends on the donut, but for something like that, I want to see pink. I want to see a, a good, healthy amount of pink around those sure. sprinkles. That's fair. Uh, if you were to ask the person I am married to, the answer is it's never enough sprinkles. Okay, that's. I mean that. Hey, hey. But she goes for a chocolate. She goes go for a chocolate way. frosted. She goes. And, and I was going to say for the chocolate frosted, cover that fucker. Yeah, just cover it. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised. I think the one that you are surprised maybe I haven't mentioned is pumpkin. Is that, that right? That's correct. I don't want it on the list. Okay. Pumpkin donuts are. Okay, and they're a good seasonal treat. Sure. But you know what? If I if I'm gonna pick a seasonal donut, it's gonna be the apple cider donut. Oh. But I don't know if that would really go in a box of a dozen. I'm not sure that fits what my brain thinks of when I think of a baker's dozen box. No, of usually you, when you think of an apple cider donut, at least for me, I'm thinking it's either individually I'm a six pack of just that. Yeah, or individually wrapped. Yeah. Have you gotten your punch key yet? At our local Mega Mart, it is not, punch key not this season. Year. Not this year. Uh, Which, if you don't know what a punch key is, imagine a donut with six times the filling, and it's the size <laughs> of your head. I mean, it's basically just a jelly donut, although I guess some of them are filled with, like, Bavarian cream. Yeah, uh, they are. Yeah. Um, hmm. We got three more. I, I'm going to throw it on there because every so often, I'm not going to do it, but a coffee drinker might want an old-fashioned. I feel like if you're getting a dozen donuts, it's fair to throw an old-fashioned on there, but you know it's going to be the last donut in that box. Yeah. You, you're you getting that so that you don't eat 13 donuts. <laughs> right. You get 12. that so you can be like, well, we didn't eat I that. I all of them. Right. So. All right. We got to come up with two other donut flavors. Ah, uh, geez. The French Crawler is pretty good. Ooh. Good. I mean, I enjoy one of those from time to time. Yep. And that adds some nice textural variety to the box. Now, I'd and go you know, I'd go with like a glazed stick, except I'm thinking in this case, you don't go with stick donuts. I think not. The thing I was going to say is, and this isn't like a common thing at Dunkin' Donuts, but I had a local um, grocery mart that made their own donuts for a while. Yep. And just sort of, it's sort of like your blueberry donut. They would make a cherry donut. Ooh. That was delish. It was this real dense, like, you know, Ooh. fried donut. Yeah. Had little pieces of cherry in it. And they're like, the, the actual donut had like a. 
pink red tinge to it. I probably food color, but it was delicious. So good. I loved those donuts. Haven't had one of those in years. All right. Let's see here. Chocolate glazed, Boston cream, butternut, glazed, chocolate frosted, blueberry, jelly, chocolate cream, vanilla cream, strawberry, frosted, old fashioned, a French cruller, and a cherry donut. Is that 12 or 13? Two, four, six, eight, 10, 11, 13. All right. Baker's dozen. Excellent. Mitchell, ex- excellent, excellent question. The next email comes from Forrest. There is no subject. Hello, DC and Doc. Is this email number 13? No, it is not. You need to pick a movie <laughs> to watch this weekend. Free Guy, Antlers, or the Netflix Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Also, Midsummer was great, as well as Hereditary. Both have gut punch scenes after both get ready for the ride. Wrestling has been getting better. Competition brings out the better content. Anywho, best of you, yours, and the besties. Bosk, sent from my peachy booty. Or is that an apple? I, I think it's tell. an apple emoji. Uh, I'm going to hold off on asking you about one of these because I'm always afraid I'm going to ruin your piece of positivity. Uh, no, 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 no. That's okay. Which one would you recommend? Free Guy, Antlers, or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Of those, I am most intrigued to watch Antlers. I've been wanting to see Antlers for a while. I haven't seen it yet, um, but I, I think that looks very intriguing. I think the Netflix take Texas Chainsaw Massacre looks like somebody watched the remake. Well, not the remake, but the somebody in the bestie chat called it a remake. And I was like, that's just not really a remake. I didn't say anything. I was in my head. That's not really a remake because I'm a stupid movie snob over here. But the, the Halloween 2018, like the sort of you know, reinvigoration of the franchise, technically a sequel to the 1979 film. Um, 78? 79? 78? 79? What? 78? I hope you're not asking me. 79? 78? I think 78. Um, okay, yeah. Um, and so, it, you know, because like that, because the, the one from 2018, like it returns, Michael Myers, he's older now. Uh, and of course, uh, his first uh, would be final girl there. Jamie Lee Curtis returns in this older thing. She's going to hunt him down or whatever when he comes back to the town. And it just looks like Netflix saw that and was like, we can make that exact same movie. What, what, what other horror franchises can we get the rights to real cheap? And that's like, it looks, that's what that movie looks like, like exactly to me. Um, and. So I don't know. I have I have almost no interest in that movie. I did ask in the bestie chat if anybody had watched it because I'm curious if anybody likes it. Um, but I, yeah, I have not. I have not been tempted to watch it at all. Free Guy, I think, looks fun. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it just seems like a a stupid Ryan Reynolds movie. So is that also a uh, Netflix hey, vehicle? I don't think so. I think that went to theaters because I saw I read an article after Red Notice came out at how they're just basically like let's spend all of our money on getting the biggest stars we can or rights to a movie and let's spend next to no money on writing or plot or any of that yeah one of the things i've been noticing like on netflix like the witcher you know yeah like i i still haven't watched season two but like the witcher i get the impression from this texas chainsaw movie like like 
there's always something off about the way their original productions look. Um, and the thing with the Witcher is like, it, don't get me wrong. Like the creature designs are cool. The costumes are cool. The set pieces are cool. Like they're all designed well. And, and like, clearly like money went into them. But like, I feel like, like looking at like a lot of these Netflix series and then looking at like HBO or like uh, an eight or an actual Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like everything is just like too clean and crisp. And like, everything is just like, we just got this out of the props department or we just costuming, just finish this, put it on and get in front of the cameras. Whereas like, you know, again, I haven't really seen the series, but game of Thrones looks like a worn world with yep. like disheveled clothes. And like, it doesn't look like fresh off the permanent press cycle or from the dry cleaners. Um, the way that everything I feel like from Netflix originals looks, um, yeah. there's just, there's just something off. And I imagine it's budget related because clearly they're getting the designs in, but they just don't look right. I, I wonder if it's budget or is it just apathy? Like yeah. how, how much do they need to worry about making sure everything looks right? Like they're putting this out. People are spending now granted you just canceled your Netflix, right? I did recently. So people are spending more and more money on it, but you know, people are going to, you know, fan out over the Witcher, uh, regardless of how, you know, worn or dirty the world looks. So I guess so. All right. Uh, Mrs. Manson, a baker's dozen. Hey guys, all this talk of a baker's dozen is making me hungry for a good bagel. Like a New York style bagel. It's perfectly chewy on the inside and crispy on the outs. There aren't too many places nearby where we can get them. You'd think with our relative-ish proximity to New York, us nutmeggers would have better bagel options in the state. Some people claim it all comes down to the water used when making the dough. Thoughts on bagels and the science of bageling? Pass the cream cheese, Mrs. M. It is amazing that this is the topic of your email because while we were recording uh, I get a text from my beautiful wife and she says you know she sends me a a screenshot of a Facebook post from the local bakery in town you've been asking we've been listening we told you that moving into our new baking space would bring new options and there are a picture of bagels Mm. Now we'll have to report back. Their stuff isn't always, their donuts, for example, not great, but their cupcakes and cookies and things are delightful. So we will have to try a bagel in the next few days uh, and we will report back. Now, I don't know that I, my palate is advanced enough to be able to know the difference between a really good bagel or just a bagel. Honestly, I I think the difference is 100% the texture that she's uh, describing. Like, a real bagel should be crisp on the outside. But like when you go to the store and you buy, you know, a, a six pack sleeve of the Pepperidge farm bagels or whatever, sure. they're, they're soft, they're squishy. You know what I mean? And even like some of the places around here, like, uh, like some of these dedicated sort of like bagel places, like they'll be more firm on the outside then again, like the, the stuff you'll get at your local Mega Mart, but they're not like a real bagel that really like you should be able to like flick it 
and hurt your fingernail. You know what I mean? Like it should be painful. It should be that that level of crisp. Um, and yeah, I, I, she's right. Like I don't think there are really good bagel choices around here. We used to enjoy our, you know, our staff is particular, and there was a bagel place on campus um, that recently left that had very good bagels. I was particularly into the cinnamon bagel because it had this like cinnamon sugar coating to it that was delicious. Um, But yeah, you know, there's a bagel place up by the Wendy's we talked about in our last episode um, that I found very good, but that was with the bagels I was raised on. So yeah, you know, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to look it up. I have made, uh, pretzels before the soft pretzels. I tried that and it was very similar to making a bagel. You, you know, you've got to boil it first and then bake it. And it came out very well. I thought it came out very good. Uh, it's something I've wanted to try to make is make my own bagels. But, uh, I also don't like cream cheese. So that kind of changes things. That's okay. There's lots of things you could put on a bagel. Bacon. Locks. You seem like a lox guy. I don't think I've ever had lox. Yeah, me neither. But, all right, we've got two more. Uh, Brandon Banks, I peer pressured him in. Hope it's not too late. We have two more? Brandon and Che. I don't see Che's. Oh, well, I'll have to read it to you. All right. Brandon Banks says, for a baker's dozen! Send for my iPhone. I appreciate that because I'm pretty sure Brandon Banks is at work. So he was able to send that in. So well, we will forgive him that there's no you. question. And yeah, che, I do not see Chase. Che, okay, a baker's it. dozen. Just to get you to that magical number. By the way, what's the best performance you've ever attended? Regards, Che, sent from my galaxy. Best performance? When that? Well, uh, what does that mean? Does that mean like Musical a live performance, performance? or um, hmm. musical performance or like it could be theater, a theater performance. performance. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Hmm. I went to go see spam a lot when it was playing just outside of Boston on the commons. That was a really good show. I enjoyed that a lot. The best music show I've ever been to. Hmm. I don't know. I I have said that the best concert I ever went to was one of those radio station music festivals, and it had Blink-182 and Green Day. The giant flaming fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That was a good show. That was a good show. I was there. <laughs> Were we there together? Did I even know you at that point? Yes, because I believe that is the show that I attended in okay. a limousine from Tall Guy's house. But we—I went was to I two. With you? You may have been. Did you go in a limousine? I don't think so. There were two. I don't remember which one. I remember going. I slept over Tall Guy's house. We he had they had gotten a limo to take us to the concert. People wanted to get breakfast, so we went to some place in the town next to you by the highway to get breakfast. I do tall, remember that. And Tall Guy and I fell asleep in the limo because we didn't want breakfast. We were just so tired. We just fell asleep in the limo. Um, huh. 
I think the futon of faithfulness girl was there. Yeah. Well, if she was there, that would have been Ozfest, I think. Oh, then maybe that was it. I think. I, I you know, I'm getting them confused. I remember going to see two, yeah. uh, and I remember Green Day and Blink 182 would. That was, was a good, good. show. That but was yes, a good we show. would have known each other, I would assume, at yeah. that point. Yeah. Uh, the best theatrical performance that I ever attended, I was incredibly lucky to see a university production of the play Clue. <laughs> uh, BS. Featuring Doc Manson playing the butler in doing a thrilling job and a very nice uh, young girl playing Miss Scarlet who, you know, we don't often talk about on the show, but she was very nice and she played Miss Scarlet. Um, so, yeah, but I, I believe that, that was a good was, show. I enjoyed being in that show. It, I love that movie. Um, it was good and, and you were fantastic and you could tell that you were enjoying every second of it. Oh, it was so much fun to do. Uh, and you know, it's funny because I, uh, Rachel, Rachel was just over the house, uh, this weekend, as she said in her email and she was talking about the movie clue. Apparently it's like one of her favorite movies of all time. Too bad you didn't know me back then. You could have gone to go see the show. You would have enjoyed it. I think. I didn't I mention that. I didn't even I didn't even think to mention that when she brought it up. I, I haven't thought about that in a long time. That was a really good time. Thank you for bringing back some good memories, DC. It was, it was a very good show. I'm not kidding. You yeah, know. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, well, my goodness. Jeffrey, Rachel, Nate, Tim, Glenn, Jeremy, Brent, Simon, Mitchell, Bosk, Mrs. Manson, Banks, and Che. Thank you for getting us to, depending on how you define it, 13 or 14 emails. Uh, What a a banner day for us on the podcast. You know what this means, of course. Y'all got to email next week, too. Now the expectation is set that we're just going to become, we're going to retitle the show again. It's just going to be titled A Baker's Dozen. We're just going to read your emails every week. but no, sincerely, thank you very much. That was delightful, uh, little ego boost to see that so many of you reached out um, to say hello and to share your thoughts and questions. Doc Manson, it is that time as we approach the ninety-minute mark of this episode. I need that sweet, sweet piece of positivity. What do you got getting you through uh, the week? You know. We've technically already mentioned it twice. I'm going to go ahead and give it to Rachel. My piece of positivity is Rachel. Seeing Rachel last weekend was a good time. Uh, She came over. We watched a movie. Um, You know, it's nice to have somebody over to be social, to do something for a change. That was nice. I enjoyed it. I will allow you to come back anytime. I think that's my piece of positivity this hey, week. Hey, that's a delightful piece of positivity. Yeah. Rachel is a sweetheart. Um, How about you? Yeah, yeah. What, what, what's going on with you? I, you know, it's it's interesting to me having had, you know, uh, January was not great. Mm. Um, but I've been in a, it, I could I could name like five or six things right now. Uh, but I'm going to refer to the, that oh, it, where's my hand? 
your background's blurred, so I can't that. tell what you're pointing. But at. you can see that in this corner here, it's reddish. It's pinkish purple. There's some purple of the stripe down the center. Yeah. Um, we did not do Valentine's Day gifts this year. And then the other day, Mrs. Matthews goes, oh, by the way, um, in case you happen to see it, uh, I did get you a little something uh, for for Valentine's Day. And, of course, that immediately fills me with dread because I have not gotten her anything. And <laughs> I, you know, and I, I am, you know, what does that mean? Am You're I a horrible still person? Flustered. I love it. Um, and so. You know, I was like, oh, I'll get you something. And she was like, no, it was a little thing. And I said, oh, okay. And she's like, you always are, you know, you will. You, you pick up the tab on takeout most nights. You're, you know, you'll run to the bakery and grab me extra stuff and all of that. So, um, and then we're doing an Instacart order. And I mentioned the delightful blueberry pomegranate seltzer from the AHA company. And she was like, yeah, don't put that on your list. And so I go, oh, she bought me like a 12 pack of aha seltzer delightful. And then was it two? No, yesterday. No, no more than that. Two, two or three days ago. Uh, I opened the door cause I see, hear the, you know, the Amazon truck pull over and I open the door and there are two giant Walmart boxes and I lift one up and I'm like, Holy poop. This is heavy. All right. And I go to set that down and I pick up the other one. She bought me 10 eight packs of seltzer. And I was That's like, a lot was, of it seltzer. On, was it on sale? And she was like, no, but you often, you know, it hasn't been at the store the last couple of times you've wanted it. And I know you really like it. And so I bought you 80 cans. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a, just a stack of, well, now it's closer to, 72 cans but um you know a whole lot of delicious seltzer and this is you know i had one i was gonna pop a second one and i've decided not to but uh but yeah no it's you know my wife is delightful and those little thoughtful things that you know she does and i apparently do them to her as well i just i'm not consciously thinking of it at the time but that was great. I built myself a little mountain of seltzer and was very, very happy indeed. But yes, there's there's a lot of positivity. You know, we're going to get another uh, snowstorm this week. I'm assuming you're not going to have to go into work on Friday. I don't think I'm going to have to go to work on Friday. So. Yeah, most of my my staff are planning like we're not going to be there. And I think they're right. So, yeah, it's from the looks of it. They're, you know, when the weather people themselves, when the meteorologists themselves are saying, you're going to be hearing from your school district probably tomorrow. I'm like, yeah. And just to throw it out, um, I was supposed to go to jury duty tomorrow <laughs> and that got canceled. And I was, stre- I was stressed about it yesterday. I recorded an episode of Hoss Fight yesterday uh, because I was getting like sincerely stressed out about it and needed to like unwind and do something. So recorded an episode of Hoss Fight. So if you listened to today's episode of Hoss Fight that I recorded yesterday, you heard me talk about how stressed I was about jury duty. Well, the warden called. It's It's been canceled. I don't have to worry about it. Maybe I'll get called again next year. But at least for now, I can just go to work. Great. Yeah. Have you ever been called for jury duty? <laughs> What's that? No. no, no problems. 
I don't mind going. Have you ever been called into the courtroom and questioned? Yeah. Have you ever been on a jury? No. What got you? Did you? Was there something in particular that you said? Yeah. To well, get no, me? it wasn't. I was. I was filtered out in. I wasn't like personally questioned, but like one of the first things they asked was, you know, does anybody here work for blank? And I was like, yeah, I work for them because I do. And they were like, oh, yeah, well, this case uh, involves them. So you are disqualified. Go home. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. See ya. Yeah. 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 I was called once either at the tail end of I was probably grad school. And I was still technically living with my parents, so I had to drive all the way down to New London, um, sit in, I feel like it was an auditorium, but I don't know if I sit in a room for two or three hours, and by like 11 o'clock, they were like, yep, we're good. Thank you all. And they sent me home. I sat in a waiting room for several hours writing an episode of the Weekly Wrestling News. (gasps) The Weekly Wrestling News. Yeah, that was a good day. Yeah. And then uh, I've been called twice more, and both times those have been canceled. So, And the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, was playing on the television at the front of the waiting room. Not the Fellowship of the of the Ring, but the second movie in the trilogy. I'm assuming whoever works there. I was going to say, I'm sure there's some the sort second of proctor who, yes, who was just like, we're watching what I want to watch today. I assume, but yeah. Well, folks. That about wraps up this wonderful episode 310. Have we hit 310 or is this 309? I believe this is 309. All right. Either way, we're, we're getting to 310. Episode 400 right around the corner. <laughs> Only about two years away. <laughs> uh, Doc Manson, anything else you would like to say before we head out into that good night? Well, if you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, you can send us an email. Podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can, of course, listen to our entire back catalog of episodes. You just got to search for DDT Wrestling at your podcast repository of choice. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and frankly, how could you? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling to add just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It helps us keep the lights on and the podcast train a chug-a-luga-luggin. This episode, of course, brought to you by the Massachusetts Tourist Bureau and AHA Seltzer. Mm-hmm. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. My name is Durango Canyon Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you very much for joining us and thanks to all the besties for sending in wonderful, wonderful emails. Until we meet again, my friends, won't ya be our bestie Westies? A baker's dozen! <laughs>